Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I am your host, Amanda Tento, and in this episode, you're going to hear an interview from one of my clients, Sylvia Ho, an attorney, and she is going to interview me about how to respond to negative reviews. Sylvia is a past optimization client, and she's had a huge success with her optimization, and she reached out to me and asked me if I would talk to her about negative reviews and how to respond because she had listened to a previous podcast episode. So it's a little longer than normal, but I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my office. Today, we have a very special guest, Amanda Tento, who is a Google business profile expert. And I know she's an expert because I was directed to uh, Amanda by a lot of um, marketing, social media marketing people asked the person. So you did, you don't know, Amanda, that your names has been spread among social media uh, and Google uh, professionals when they're looking for somebody uh, in the area of Google business profile. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that actually. That, that's great. That's what I heard. That's actually how I contacted you because they referred to you as the guru of Google business profile. So kudos to you. Thank you. It's exciting. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into Google business profile, or it used to be Google My Business as a sort of a world, because I understand that you understand that world really well. And right now, Google reviews are generating lots of business for people. And then from our attorney perspective, it's also hurting some people. So I'd like to talk to you about that. So why don't you tell us about uh, your background? Yeah. So years ago, I was a credit union manager and I was pregnant with her third and what we thought was our last child. And it turned out to be not. But anyway, that's a whole, another long story. So I decided that I didn't want to go back to the credit union after I had the baby and decided that I wanted to work from home. I decided to be a VA. I started out as a VA virtual assistant and I ended up working for a marketing agency in Tacoma, Washington. Um, And I still do some work for him to this day. He put me in charge of his customers' Google business profiles. And at that time, it was called Google My Business. And I started posting to them and doing some updates and changing some things like updating pictures and just descriptions and things like that. And I saw this huge immediate jump in their views and their in so many different metrics. And I was like, what is going on here? So that thought, this is getting them to the top of the maps. And this is about six years ago, but this is like shooting them directly to the top of the maps. And I was like, what is going on? I think I'm like onto something here. And so I just started really delving into that world and focusing on that as my primary focus of learning and experimenting and creating. And it has been an amazing journey since then. I've dealt with hundreds of businesses like yourself over the years, and it has just been an absolute joy to help people 
It is my passion. It's what I love to talk about. If you ever listen to my podcast, all my solo episodes almost are all about Google My Business. That's right. That's right. You, Amanda, you have a podcast called The Determined Mom. Yes. And so it's it's wonderful because it it weaves your personal story along with great tips, just really great tips. And one of the uh, podcasts that I downloaded because I, I pick out podcasts uh, was how to deal with Google reviews. Now, first, how to get good good Google reviews, but then that particular uh, podcast talked about negative Google reviews. So from my perspective and from my audience, they're interested in both. How do I get good Google reviews? How do I get move up um, on Google, my Google business profile? I was going to say Google my business. I don't even know yeah. why they did this. And then what do I do with bad reviews? Because oftentimes uh, my clients are not as concerned about the single bad review, but the vicious that defames them. And so we'll talk about that in a little while, but let's just talk about generally how Google works. And you talked about Google Maps and I do know about that. And I, I think a lot of people who have businesses don't know that they might know that, but they might delegate it to someone uh, to take care of. Uh, and some people are really great. They have hundreds of great reviews and they shoot up to the top of the list and other people are not so good. They might have one review. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So gathering reviews is incredibly important because Google business profile or Google My Business is the number one ranking factor on Google. So if you're a business, Google looks there first. Do you have a listing? If you don't have a listing, you have to do it today. I'll say that first. You have to claim it or create it. If you have a brick and mortar store, most likely you already have a listing. You just need to claim it. Um, if you don't have a brick and mortar, you can claim a service area business and you, you can create it. So you're going to just create it from scratch, but do that today if you don't have one. It's the first thing because that's, again, the number one ranking factor. The next thing is gathering those reviews. They actually, Google actually takes a little snippet of that review and serves it to people that are looking. So let's say I'm looking for a business startup attorney or someone to help with business, certain business documents. I search for that and a snippet of your review comes up, right? A review from whatever that service is that I'm looking for. Hmm. That is how people are going to find you. The more reviews you get. Now, let's say someone leaves just a, a star review. They leave a five-star review, no commenting, no nothing. But you know that person it's a client of yours. You're going to want to reply to that review because your text that you leave as a reply also counts towards those keywords that Google is going to keep pulling up in your profile. So you're going to say, hey, thank you so much for working with me. It was great to help you with blah, 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 whatever that service was. Uh, looking forward to working with you in the future. Now, make it personal, yeah. but also informative for Google and also informative for anyone else that's looking for that service. So the SEOs are really, the SEO is writing the review itself. So the yeah. more reviews you have, the more reviewers that you have talking about the business that you have, the higher the ranking. If you say, if you, um, if you make, if you're a donut shop, and you make this fantastic donut and every 
one of your reviewers talks about that fantastic donut, the word fantastic donut will show up in the Google search. And then people will come to you because of your fantastic donut, because they, they'll show up at your uh, bakery and, and ask you for that fantastic donut. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. Okay. So how do people go about doing that? First, they claim their profile. And then I understand you did an inventory. You have an inventory and a checklist and you check people's Google reviews. Is that right? Yes. So basically, you're going to want to, for collecting reviews, I have a couple methods that I suggest to our clients. And I think I gave you one of these, a QR code. I'm not sure if you've used that or not. But a QR code, especially for in-person businesses, is a really great way to, to gather more reviews, right? So you're going to want to put in place a strategy to gather more reviews. And then you're going to want to make sure you reply to every review, okay? And Replying to every review means positive, negative, and even the ones that are like three stars, four stars, those are like the in-betweens, but every single review needs to be replied to. And the quicker you reply to it, A, the better in that customer's eyes you're going to look just for that individual customer, but also for people that are looking to work with you in the future, they can see that you've taken the time as a business owner to genuinely reply to the people that you've worked with. To give them feedback uh, about how it was to work with them too and that kind of thing. It was great working with you. Obviously, you always want to leave positive feedback for those clients, but just giving a glimpse into what it's like to work with you is absolutely golden. Think about this. You're looking for someone to cut your hair. You see some negative reviews. Oh my God, the color was horrible. This was horrible. And then have you ever seen a business owner respond with hatred back to them yes 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 oh my gosh yeah. or they want to say you came in and did this so we're going moving on to the, the bad reviews because people want to have the good reviews and they want to be like that special donut and everybody shows up but a lot you'll have some people who are and then some people who are just vicious and what happens, I find, with business owners is their customer service challenge with people who have high expectations then bleed over um, to the pu public sphere. And the business owner feels that they're unfairly portrayed and they are being defamed. Right. So let's get down to that because I've had a number of business owners that want to sue over global reviews. And first of all, lawsuits are very expensive. And then once they contemplate it's it's I'm damned if I do I'm damned if I'm if I don't, because if I don't respond to this in a strong way, this person is going um to get out of hand. So there are a number of different types of people. So let's talk about different categories of people. There are categories of people who just were not satisfied. And then the second category of people are they're people who are difficult, and but they might let you go after a while. And then there are the stalkers. I've had business owners with stalkers where they'll go away for a little while and then they'll come back 
and then they'll add another review. So let's start with the customer who's unhappy, because I think that that we could deal with, or at least that's something a business owner themselves can have some tips to help them deal with that. Yeah, definitely. Someone that's unhappy is probably unhappy for a reason or in their mind, a reason. And one thing that we as business owners need to make sure we don't do, which is very difficult, is to not take it personal, right? That's the first step. And when you're also responding to reviews, I want you to think about it from the perspective of, I'm not responding necessarily to this person. I'm responding for all of my future potential clients and customers to see. They're looking at how you handle your review reaction, your review response. If I see a business owner that is irate back at the, the client or the customer, I'm not going to go there because I know that if anything goes wrong with that product or service, that most likely they're going to give me that same attitude. And I don't want that. I want things to be resolved with professionalism and great customer service and care for the customer. So that's a choice. Right. You're making that choice out loud in public for everyone to see in the world when you respond negatively to a negative review. So that so what you're saying is it's really an opportunity because when you respond to a review in a good sense, when I respond to reviews, it's interesting because I read my I I have someone take care of my Google my business, but I do get messages and I respond to them, uh, especially with clients that I know. And some sometimes it's really surprising. You never thought that the client was happy and then it shows up on a Google yep. review, which is like the most wonderful thing in the world. But repetitive words show up on Google. I noticed that they rank that in terms of where your profile is about how the client describes you. If you have an opportunity at that point. What you're saying is you have an opportunity to show off your customer service. So I'll give you a good example. I was looking for balsamic vinegars and I always look at the worst reviews because the right. best reviews come out, right? So this is on Amazon. And in the best, in the worst reviews, it was not a killer because everybody complained about a broken bottle. But there were no responses from the seller saying, I'll replace your broken bottle. Yeah. So there were one-star reviews because these people received broken bottles. And I would think that if they replaced the broken bottle with something, they would, they would get another review. Some Amazon reviews are like this. I contacted the customer service or they saw my review. They fixed it right away. I'm changing my one-star review to a five-star review. Is that really what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Because you, as a consumer, were seeing like, okay, what happens if a broken bottle, what happens if mine arrives broken? Are they going to refund it? What is the outcome of this scenario? Because obviously it's coming in the mail and things get broken. So you want to know that as someone that's purchasing. So. That would be an extremely powerful tool for that seller to use, but they've missed that opportunity. You also gave some other examples of um, things that people could do uh, to turn to make lemonade out of lemons, so to speak. Yeah. So if someone leaves you a negative review, there's a few things that you want to do. 
The first thing is to address them cordially. Say, hello, so-and-so. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking the time to tell us how you feel about whatever service you've received. Um, and I think it's also important to acknowledge their feelings, that it is a feeling and not not a fact. Exactly. Yes, because most business owners will dispute the fact. Exactly. They don't have a hard time acknowledging the feeling. And the words that you use in the review response are very important because you want to make sure that and from your point of view that you're legally protecting yourself and that you're not making any claims or right. anything like that are false. Um, because if someone can prove those to be false, then you might be in some trouble. Making sure that you're responding cordially, that you're saying, addressing that whatever they're feeling is a feeling. I'm sorry that you had that experience or felt that way about your experience at XYZ or with XYZ service. We would love to talk to you more about this. Please give us a call at and then directly insert your phone number in this response um, because you want to make sure that there's no question that you gave a direct way to contact you about resolving the matter. We want to make it right for you. Please contact me as soon as you can. That's showing that I want to talk to you offline about it because I really care about how you feel about X, Y, or Z. And it's also showing potential customers that this is basically how you're going to deal with things in the future. How, if anything were to go wrong, this is what they'll do. Um, they might feel more comfortable with that. They are going to feel more comfortable with that. I know I would just as a person, like a human being is going to feel more comfortable with that approach than saying, we did this and you did that. And this is how we do things. And we don't have a return. Like this is our return policy. This is our service that we provided. And there's no refunds or there's, you know, just yes. those things That's are very harsh attacking yes. language. Yes. And in, in my experience with representing business owners that deal with the general public in terms of consumer situations, a lot of it has to be, has to do with how you handle customers, because if it becomes confrontational, it becomes very expensive because it doesn't cost anyone anything to make a, com a consumer complaint to the Department of Consumer Protection. And oftentimes, I think that the business owner is so wrapped up in justifying what went wrong. And in a lot of cases, the customer is wrong, but having to deal with that is a very, as you say, a very emotional situation. Would you, do you have any recommendations for business owners when they get that review? to calm down and approach it in a, in a way that is ultimately going to be a winner as opposed to more harm to their business? Yeah, I would definitely say if you're like in a heightened emotional state about it, sleep on it. Don't respond right away. Give it a day or two if you need, because this is going to impact your business going forward forever. So uh, make sure that you respond to it because it doesn't it only takes a second for someone to take a screenshot so if you reply to it um emotionally at first and go back and change it there's still yeah. the chance that that screenshot is out there and that it's just forever the internet is forever as we know yes so 
even there are lots of lawsuits with deleted texts or yes or that have screenshots i before i met you the best that someone could in in the line of business of social media would tell me was you can bury those reviews by having many good reviews is that true and if that's true how do you do it and how effective is that so it's true to a a point, but we all know that Google has a little handy dandy sorting tool on their reviews. So they can, re- you can sort by stars, which I always do. Like, obviously, I want to see what the worst, and you did too with your balsamic vinegar. People are still going to see them. It's not buried, but what that does, adding more reviews, is it lowers the chance statistically that they're going to see it. But it also improves your overall rating score. So if you have four reviews and two of them are bad, then you are going to have two and a half stars. Who wants that? Right. In that case, that person would definitely benefit from getting a lot more reviews because it's going to make your star rating go up. I see. However, it's not going to make the reviews go away. So burying them is not really like a thing because literally... People can just sort by negative to positive instead of positive to negative. So I I can go to a Google business profile and sort by most recent. Is that no. like a default for Google, the most recent? Not even, or, not, not necessarily. Usually most relevant um, to whatever search that you've done is, oh, the, I is see. the most um, accurate. I see. So if I want, say, to buy donuts... I'm more likely to get a donut shop than a bakery, even though your bakery sells donuts. Yes, exactly. And then uh, Google sorts it because all these people, if you were a bakery and you sold donuts, but you had the most fantastic donuts, it still would come up, even though you're a bakery and not a donut shop. Yeah. Would that be right? That's exactly right. And for example, like if I were searching, so in on the East Coast, they have They don't have maple bars, which are something that is like a donut on the West Coast. So I learned this after moving back and forth. But so if I wanted to try to find a bakery around here that has maple bars, I would search maple bars. And if someone said, oh, they have the best maple bars, that's the review that's going to come up on top. Because that's your search term. Mm -hmm. I see. Exactly. I see. Okay, let's move to the second category. I guess the negative review that is with the irate unreasonable customer that's going to who's pretty nasty to begin with when statistically everyone i always say everyone in their business life will meet somebody like that and the goal is to avoid them in the first place what do you do when you have a customer you can't satisfy and they're posting something negative about you because there are some reviewers that I see and they've only posted one good thing of all the posts that they have. Yeah. What does Google do with these people? Number one. And number two, how can you, I don't know how you can avoid them, but how can you deal with them in your business reviews? So Google actually doesn't really do anything to them. And this is a little bit of a problem that they have with Google because they have what is it called? Google. I can't remember what it's called. I can't they remember. They took a complaint department of no, it's violations of ethics. There are certain numbers of complaints that you can make 
for Google to remove the reviews. There are even companies that offer the service of complaining on your behalf. I have not known yeah. one to be, this is why we're having this conversation. I have not known one of those services to be successful, yeah. but they cost a lot of money. Yeah. And they don't, you, they tell you from the beginning, they can't guarantee anything, but I've never seen them succeed. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's not going to happen unless most of the time a review could be removed. If, and I've seen this happen, let's say All Star Cleaning Services, somebody searches that, leaves a review, but they don't realize that they're leaving a review for another cleaning service or yeah. some other type of cleaning service. They don't realize that's who they're leaving a review for. It's not the right business. Right. So that's a case where you can report the review and they'll probably remove it. Most reviews are not going to be removed. So that's just how it is. But definitely in the case of that irate person, you're going to use that same strategy because you are trying to, and there's, let's go back. There are people, and like you said, we've all encountered them, that no matter what you do are not going to be happy. It doesn't matter if you refund all their money. It doesn't matter if you throw a birthday party for their eight kids, whatever it is, um, yeah. they're not going to be happy. So just make sure that you're still using the same strategy because in that case, you can't please that person, but you can, again, show your ethics, your morals, your level of customer service in that review response. You can show that you have good customer service yep. so that they look more unreasonable when you offer something in return yes. to resolve their issue. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's like the, what you said before, but of a higher nature, right? Because mm -hmm. you have to really strategize how you're going to respond to it so that you appear to be a reasonable business owner. And I always advise you to keep the facts and keep all of that stuff out of your review because that's not necessary online. That's something that you're going to want to have a conversation with them with offline. Just stick to that formula of, hello, so-and-so, thank you so much for telling us how you feel about XYZ. Please give us a call right away. We want to take care of this. We want to resolve this. We want to make sure you're happy. Whatever you want to say, here's my phone number. Just stick to that formula because if you start saying well, you came in on December right, 29th right, right, right. at a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just not just it, and I, yeah. As a third person, look at it and say, I don't want to get in the middle of this argument between these people, but it seems like they're using this online to argue with each other. Yes. And it, it is a turn off off of the business. Definitely a turn off. But that, okay, so let's just move to the next category, which is stalkers. I had business owners who have not only stalkers, but really bad faith. Even people who don't use your business, who just go out and it, it seems really hard to get them off Google or to, for the Better Business Bureau sites, when they are being absolutely untruthful. And they're smirching really good businesses. Do you have any suggestions for those? Yeah. So the first thing you can try, and I say try, is because it's not always going to work. 
is to report the comment as inappropriate or whatever it might be. If you're lucky, they'll use a curse word or something, then Google will remove it. But definitely report it first. That's going to be your first line of defense or your first line of action. And then again, you're just going to have to reply to it um, and use great customer service and just say, if they're not a customer, just say, thank you so much for leaving a review, but we think you've left this for the wrong business. We don't have you in our records as a customer, but we look forward to hopefully servicing you in the future or working with you in the future. Something like that to deflect whatever they're saying. It's a, That's really interesting because it seems like the briefer you are with those people, the better it is. So you're addressing it. You're showing the world that you're making your good, you have good customer service and you're responding, but at the end, but at the end of the day, you're not getting pulled into it. So is this a reality that all business owners have to live with? No. And I think that some business owners live for fear of that because we're in a world where anonymous people can say all sorts of things for you and you you feel like you can't defend yourself especially business owners who have so many things going on at the same time they need this like a hole in the head and uh, and so many uh business owners are not really aware of what's going on in the front line and they might have the best customer service team in the world but they'll still get that um person who's either suspicious or a stalker or a liar and but your response is basically make yourself look good be as brief as possible show off your skills on of customer service obviously you hope that you don't have the bad luck of having 10 of them but if it's a if if it's this one over and over again people will tend to ignore it would that be picked up by google so if you have the single complainer it happens say once or twice would that would that get picked up say you have a lot of five-star reviews but you just have one or two people who are in the two category what would that do in terms of your google ranking and how does that affect you so one thing i want to point out is that the same person at least from the same email account is not going to be able to leave a review over and over. So they can only leave one review per email account per business. So that's a good thing. They could go back and edit their review, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be able to leave multiple reviews. So the only way they could do that is to create new email addresses or use someone else's email address or et cetera. That's a relief, but hopefully they don't hate you enough to go out and spend all that time. Although there are people I know one case where... Yeah. There was this customer who started making up things and knew. Yeah, that's awful. I felt very bad for the business owner. Yeah. So in that case, just report with positivity. If you're not a client or maybe you're a disgruntled client, just keep that short, sweet, positive, and just keep using that same formula. They're going to get tired of it and they're going to see that, oh, wow, this is not looking good for me eventually. Back to when I said about most recent, if somebody did that and then, I don't know, a year goes by 
do they fade into the sunset in as as far as Google is concerned? If you have many more great reviews and this happened a year ago, what what happens to that review? It's still gonna be on there if Google hasn't removed it. So if you're like you and I and we sort by lowest to highest sometimes, that's still gonna show up. So that's something to to remember that it's still gonna be there. So that's why you always want to reply to everything, even the negative, because you got to make sure that those responses from you, the business owner, are out there showing your ethics and, and customer service. That's really interesting. It's like a TripAdvisor, too. You have reviews that go back to 2008 on some of these. And you go, wow, that's a really old review. But if I see something that's like a 2008 one star, but I've seen, you know, 1,023, 105 stars, I'm just going to ignore that one. Right. Exactly. Because I just assume something else happened if things improved. So the most relevant ones are within the last year or the last six months or so. Yeah. I want to go back to something that I was trying to remember earlier, and I remembered what it's called. Google Guides is a program that Google has for consumers, right? So if you leave a lot of reviews, Google gives you like guide points. They're just literally virtual points, but some people take this seriously. It's their job to go to everywhere. I am a review. I am a Google guide. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how I became a Google guide. Exactly. But if you leave enough reviews, Google here, you're a Google guide now. Um, yeah. And they give you these points. Some people want to rack up these points. So they'll leave reviews for places they've never even been. Oh, really? So you got to watch out for that wow. too. Because that happens sometimes. So I want to bring that into light. I'm not a fan of that program. Wow. Because of that, because I've seen that I had a few reviews, maybe about three, two, three of my clients, actually more than two. So might be three of my clients were Google guides. And I, when they left me a review, I was like, wow, that person's a Google guide. And it, so it would, it felt really good. But it would yeah. be bad if they gave you a bad review, I would think, that people would think, oh, that that is a Google guide and they didn't like that business. It's almost like I'm a Michelin guide. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's something definitely to watch out for. Another thing is that there are companies out there that hire yes. people to Google guides to go and leave reviews everywhere for certain businesses. Yes. Build their business. Like you can buy reviews, yes. but they're yes. fake reviews. Yes. It's illegal. So- it is. It is. The Federal Trade Commission has already said, and if you're in the marketing industry and you do that, they've said they're going to come and get you. Yeah. So yeah. don't do that. Exactly. There are a lot of come don't. to give you reviews if you pay them. Don't yes. do that because they don't even speak English and it'll be very obvious. Yeah. And I get a lot of messages on LinkedIn because my my profile says Google Business profile expert. So I get messages all the time from people saying, would you like to have review services? And I'm like, no, just go on. There are enough other things that you can do to get good reviews from customers who actually come to you and for you to increase search. And in fact, I've just noticed that Google business profile is the number one search because they're really searching themselves. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting search process that they have. Yeah, and another 
thing that I want to bring to light as far as reviews go is, again, going back to that step of having a review process in place or asking for reviews. It's really important that you build that into your onboarding process, your follow-up process, whatever that is. Send an email and say, hey, it was great meeting with you or whatever it was. Even if it's just a consultation and they don't end up being a client, you can go ahead and send a link to leave your Google review and make sure that you're using the link that goes directly to leaving your Google review and not just to the Google search page because that's not going to encourage them. You want to make sure that box is popping up where they can just start typing and hit it. Oh, and Google gives you one. They do. Um, One of the issues with lawyers is so much of what we do is confidential. So we can only do it if our client chooses to come and disclose that. Otherwise, we can't disclose it. We can't ask them to disclose it. So they have to voluntarily. And I think that's also another example. I think a lot of lawyers say family law lawyers, you will not see a lot of reviews for, but real estate lawyers and the state planners will get tons of them because no one really cares if you do a will of you buy or sell a house. But so much of what lawyers do is confidential. And I would think that also you don't see a lot of doctors with tons of reviews either because no one wants to say that's my doctor. So there are certain professions who are not going to have a ton of reviews, not like the donut shop. No one cares about that or a hotel or stuff like that. Well, thank you very much, Amanda. That was really fantastic. I think this is one of the most useful interviews, I think, that. I've done. And I'm sure that there's not really that many interviews on the internet that deal with dealing with bad Google reviews. So I really much appreciate it. So Amanda, how can people get in touch with you? What is your, the name of your business and, and your website and where are you? So I'm located in York, PA, but I work with people all over the world. Most of my clients are in the United States, um, but we deal with clients of all types and sizes. We've switched focus recently to deal with businesses with lots of locations, large companies with many locations, because we found that it's almost impossible for them to find someone to work with. The company is called TDM Marketing, and it actually does stand for The Determined Mom. LinkedIn is the best place to contact me. I love being on there and sharing and seeing what everybody else is doing. It's a great so place thank, to connect. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda Tento, TDM Marketing. Thank yep. you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you for having me. Let's face it, piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in Coupon Magazine, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers 
and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six dash marketing and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers.